This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Ford and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Gather around, turn the Bluetooth apparatus on, and get the speaker out, and sit on the porch, and listen to another episode of This Life with Dr. Drew and Bob Forrest. That's right, you live. And today, very special guest. I've been waiting all week since I got the text message. Rachel, you could tell. Rachel, how are you? There you are. Great, guys. How are you? Well, I feel like I still talk to you all the time because I follow you on Instagram and I see pictures of you and okay, your daughter. Well, let me give off all okay. that. It's at Rachel Yucatel, U-C-H-I-T-E-L. You can get the Instagram at Rachel Yucatel, N-Y-C. Facebook, uh, which is where you can find about the store, which we'll talk about. Wyatt, W-Y-A-T-T-L-I-L-Y-N-Y-C. Same thing with Twitter and Instagram. Although it's, Instagram is at Wyatt Lily Boutique. Right? Yes. I get it all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. Fantastic. And doing kids' clothes, right? I am. I am. That's so cool. I know. I've had a baby since I've seen you guys. I know. Crazy. She's not a baby anymore. Yeah, no, Bob's had a couple, not. too. I've had a couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into that. <laughs> but but I love going. Here's one of my favorite things. New York City Tribeca clothes shopping for babies is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Right? There's like so many stores in Tribeca. Like it's just kid haven of New York City. I did not know There's that. There's kids clothing stores all around there. Well, that's interesting. And I had disposable cash at the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy a pair of. I still Elvis has a pair of pajama bottoms that cost like sixty seven dollars. They just have little rats all over. Well, them. the last time I was in the city <laughs> with Rachel, your house was sort of down near that Tribeca era, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. On, it was on Fourteenth Street. Yeah. yeah, that was a great apartment. I love that apartment. So, now I'm uptown. So but. where's your store at? Because I want to come. I want to come. Well, I opened the store um, on the Upper West Side. It was on 74th and Columbus, which okay. I, I loved that area. And I started there. I did um, baby stuff to start out with. And then I expanded it. So now it's in Scarsdale, New York. And it goes up to tween. So it's baby through uh, 16 years old. Wow, so sixteen. Yeah. I don't want to think like that. I just like the, the little baby stuff. I think Four I remember seeing the store on, on Columbus. Now I think but about they, it, but they get big so fast. It's crazy. <laughs> no. My daughter's going to turn six in a week. I'm like freaking out about it. You want to freak out? Our kids are twenty five. I know that's really strange. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's really strange. So, well, I remember when I met you, they were just about to go to college, I think. Oh, I think we were thinking about getting them into college. No, yeah. High school. They're yeah. in high school. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, it's been weird. a long time. 
way past. And they spent a lot of time in New York City too. That's what sort of what brought us in there a lot for for yeah. several years. Maybe. So um, you're well, you're good. Tell us, give, bring us up to date. People that want to know, want to know. Yeah, well, when I met you guys, I was on celebrity rehab for love addiction. So it's been that long. It's been what, like, uh, let's see, that was in 2010. So eight years since I've seen you guys. Yeah. And, 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 if, and if we can both comment, Rachel worked really hard. Yeah. Rachel worked really hard. And I was always really, I was just so impressed. And and then when you got married, I thought, oh, it's going to work. And then mm, not so much, I guess. But you know what's interesting? I really, um, I'm one of those people that really um, took to heart being on that show. I hate calling it a show because it was treatment. It was reality. It was treatment. Yeah. And um, um, I have a hard time when people, um, you know, give uh, give that the name of a reality show because it, it really wasn't. It was treatment. And um, I. I take it seriously. And I actually took that marriage seriously. I went into that relationship um, really thinking that this was going to be a relationship for a long time and for, for good. And it just didn't work as relationships don't work. And, but I got out of it a beautiful child and I, um, that relationship was meant to be because I got my child out of it. So it just didn't work. Does he, Um, does he still participate in your child's life? Yeah, he does. He sees her every other weekend. He has multiple twice a week. I mean, he's her dad. Um, So that relationship was meant to be for that reason, but it wasn't meant to be in the long run. Um, So, but, you know, I find myself every couple months saying, oh my God, I'm deep in my addiction. I got to call Dr. Drew. I got to call Bob. I got to find out how to get back on the path. Um, So, and I haven't, uh, right now I'm in a low. I'm taking a time out. You know, I need treatment. I need to get back on the program and I'm taking a, I'm taking a break because I'm having a hard time figuring things out. And, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm, I have a bad picker, as you would say. And I, I got to, uh, that was my mother that said that. Your mom said My that? grandma mother. Oh, yeah. No, the picker, the picker problem is a tough problem because, <laughs> yeah, because those guys will always be attractive to you. They just will. You have to have, you have to find one that's not, remember the old saying, lightning bolts and not, I mean, uh, uh, butterflies not lightning bolts. But it's still going to yeah. be same kind of guy because that's what you're attracted to. And I, I, I'm, I, you know, I never tell people, oh, you can never be with somebody like that. It's like, mm, you just one that's not quite so much like that. Yeah. Right. On, the, on the continuum is yeah. what they call yeah. it. And you know, right. and we, and and because we are such, our instruments, our bodies are such perfect instruments. If if we pick people, if we have a history of a bad picking, and we are attracted to somebody, we can pretty much guarantee ourselves picking somebody that's gonna, you know, it's gonna be some challenges. That's just right. the nature of having a, a bad picker. So Con- you're not alone pattern. either. It's a common thing. But one of the things I, but but Rachel, you and I have been going through it. I have a seven year old and a two year old. So that's since we were together. The kids will. St- Kids will center you, even if you remain scattered and back and forth and recurring, remitting, you know, Whatever. sanity. Yeah. Kids center you, don't they? I can see it in the yeah. pictures and on your, you know, we don't talk, but I see you're, you have a centeredness that you didn't have eight years ago. You didn't oh, have yeah, it. Sure. Right? My priorities are, are totally different. Um, she completely changed me as a person. I mean, I... I'm not, um, you know, boy crazy by any means. I mean, my... But you were also I, saving people crazy because I want to just call yeah. you out a little bit. Rachel, when she found out that certain cast members didn't have the money to go to sober living, she paid out of her own oh, pocket for them. Did you know that? I did not know that. Remember that. Oh, my God. That's, 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 that's
that's also very loving and very kind. You just got to watch out for who you're paying for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I love those guys. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, it was a yeah. very kind thing, but it was also a kind of sick thing to do. Were you, were you in there with Rodman? No, was she it? was in with Jason yeah. and Jason. Jason, Jason and Jason. Oh, Jason Davis, yeah. I just call them Jason and Jason. Yeah. They should be a showbiz team. They were so funny yeah. together. It was a funny group. It really was a funny group. Remember? Wait, I thought I thought our group was really great. Is that Heidi who was in there? No, that's yeah. the, no. I remember? It's, it's Jason, <laughs> it's Jason, Rachel. Um, oh. Uh, uh, um, oh my God, Janice. Oh yeah. Well, Janice was in with Stephen or Stephen oh. or or Mike Mike Starr or Stephen one or the other. Who? Steven Mike Adler. Starr or Steven no, Adler? That was, no, that was the season before me. Yeah, it was Steven me Adler. and Janice were roommates. Then yeah. it was Nicole's mom. Right. Right. Frankie. Uh, Frankie. 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 Frankie Legs. Eric Roberts. Oh, yes. Eric, there who we I go. still talk to. Yeah, Eric's great. Uh, Leif Garrett. Oh, oh Leif. Goodness, there I haven't thought about him a long time. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I saw him the other day, though. I saw him at... At a radio station, and he was good. Yeah, he was really always, quite good. He was good. And he's the same warm guy he's always been. You know? Always warm. He keeps yeah. on and, keeping on. And um, Jason Waller, I talk to all the time. Oh, yeah. good. We we talked to him too a lot. Yeah, I know we talked to him. And uh, Jason Davis, I haven't talked to in a while. He's doing all right. Everybody's doing all right. But the the but the point that you're making is it was really funny. That probably yeah. was the funny. The, I just think of Jason, Jason, because Jason's perfect and Jason's the opposite of perfect. And they moved out together. That's yeah. even crazier. That was not good. <laughs> it was, was fun. So, and they both lived with me. Oh, after. I forgot about that. Oh, Rachel. I'm so sorry. Oh, in that I house. have so much fun with them. Right, right. So you're just a very loving and kind person. And, and you anyway, gotta... so what you were saying, though, is that Wyatt, my daughter, has completely centered me. And I am home a lot. I mean, the only way I have to meet um, men now is really by um, meeting them online or something or by getting set up on a blind date. Or I really at the school. At school, there's probably some divorced dads at school. Yeah, maybe. But I don't really... You know, it's it's really hard for me too because people ha- are they prejudge me before I walk in. The oh, room. Oh. I don't think that's true. I think you. No, 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 it is true. I mean, it's really? still to me everywhere I go. And it's well, then you don't want to meet those kinds of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, of course I don't. But it's a it's a really hard thing to still get away from, and um, even you know, nine ten years later from you know anything that happened to me but it, it's still um it's still really hard it's still hard to meet the right people and i i haven't i haven't met anyone that has fit the bill yet for somebody that well, i trust i'm, I'm I not i'm not a part of my daughter I'm not a part of Susan Pinsky's podcast, but I can tell you, for some reason, I get this amazing feeling that some divorced dad is going to come in there shopping for his daughter and you're going to meet somebody good. That's my prediction. My criteria is I want someone who's a dad. They have to understand what it's like to have a child and um, have that um, closeness with a child and, and want to have a child. I, I want somebody who's already a father. Is so, your, is your mom, is the grandma involved in your child's life? My mother is involved in Wyatt's life. Yeah. But, um, she has her own relationship with Wyatt. Cause I, I don't know if you remember, but I have a really strained relationship with my mother I do, and it still is very difficult. Um, she's still, uh, 
she and I still don't have a have a good relationship. So, the, but the, I'm, I'm very glad that she's close with Wyatt. Well, I was going to say the reason I brought that up is I, I do remember the, the struggle you had, and sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes when they're an excellent pa- grandparent. In, in your case, Drew, in this my is case, identification. in my case, uh, I, I had a father who was not a great parent, but was an amazing grandfather, and I was like, "You are forgiven." The, the the grandparenting role was so well done. I'm like. Fine. That's all that matters now. And yeah. uh, sometimes you can find that if it's, you know. Because he didn't have to buy their football cleats. Right. I did. <laughs> right. You, know, you know how it's really hard for me because I have a hard time um, leaving them alone together because I'm really scared that her, I know her vision of me is so bad that I am very scared that that's going to trickle down onto my daughter. I get it. Um, and and I'm I'm really worried about that sometimes, especially as she grows older, um, because I still watch. I mean, I listen to how my mother speaks to me and how she corrects me and how she judges me. And I'm very worried that as my daughter grows grows older, that that's uh, that my daughter's going to witness that. Because how could she not? I mean, my mother does it to my face in front of my daughter. Um, so as she gets older, I get very angry about that, and the anger is still very uh, it's still very present. And um, and my daughter can see that. Um, so I see my daughter is a very smart girl and, and very ahead of her, um, age because she witnesses that and because I've raised her as a single mother and I've raised her as opposed to a kid, I've raised her like, Hey, it's me and you, and we're going to get through this because I need you to get through this with me. And, um, and so, you know, a, a lot of times she said, mom, you know, come on, mom, don't fight. Don't, don't do that to grandma. And sometimes she'll say, grandma, how come you're being so mean to mom? So it's been a really difficult thing, but I think it's also raised Wyatt to be very strong and very smart and very independent, but it worries me, you know, it worries me that she's going to see me in a bad light. And she's the one person I don't want to see me in a bad light because the whole world has seen me in a bad light. Too, try, to, you know? try to wise her up that she can't solve the problems between you and your mom. That, that was critical yeah. for me because I was the solve the problems between my mom and dad. Oh, and yeah. what and you start to think that you're failing at doing right, something right. that you're in charge of. And this right. is like at seven, eight, I've told you, like seven, eight, nine years old. My older sister, my you know, she's 12 years older than me. She would come in my bedroom and go, Bobby, go out there right now. When I was like seven or eight to get our parents to stop fighting. Because if I walked in the room and I stood between them, they would stop. Oh right. So what that and then they ended up just hating each other and being miserable anyways. So then I feel like I'm failing at this. And I would I was like the little PR guy. You don't want to have her being your little PR girl or your mom's PR to you. Try to try to say, you know, me and mom, me and grandma just don't see eye to eye and and you're not in charge of it. And I know that it's bothersome to you and we both don't like that it's bothersome to you. But, you know, it's, it's a this is life. This is life. Wyatt, this is life. What's I'm I'm having Rachel? Hope you don't mind me. I'm having this like flashback to all the stuff that you know you had to deal with with your father and stuff. Like oh my god, and then even the nine eleven stuff. I I don't. I, this is probably my stuff coming out here, but I'm just sort of flashing back. I'm having this like like you know end of life they say things flash by you all at once i'm having this flash ketamine all, ketamine all that stuff <laughs> that, that rachel's had to contend with and, and somehow talking about your mom brought that back to me um see we, we live yeah. in the world of white picket fences and and lies of happily ever after and and reality is much more complex and much grayer right and so 
I just always feel I'm in charge of slowly introducing the gray to Elvis, right? Yeah. That it's because not Charlie his children, responsibility. Children think black, white. It's not, it's not, you know, don't worry about it. It's not your responsibility. It's mm. not, you know what I mean? Mm. Reassure him that it's not exactly the way you see it, right? For him. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because they feel because they feel powerful, and yeah, like, they feel like everything that happens is a natural for whatever reason. That's how humans develop around age eight. Is I'm responsible for things that happen, especially bad things. Yeah, especially bad things. Does she does she go over to your exes uh, and spend the night on the week other every other weekend? Yeah, sort of. She she spends the night with his parents more than she does. With oh, okay. Oh, okay, now that's different grandparents. But Elvis, Elvis is with us Thursday through Sunday, right? And, and if Rachel knows your whole situation, yeah, I got I got married. I got uh, had a son, Elvis, at seven, then got divorced. Then you know we worked it out, and then I I'm remarried and have a two year old. So they kind of, we're trying to all of us Same have woman? the two of huh? Same woman. No, different woman. I got divorced oh. and remarried. So we're trying to have the kids be together as much as possible. They're together Wednesday, Thursdays, Saturday, and Sunday, right? And what's weird is, you know, we've decided that not the uniformity of rules, we're going to try to keep that as a guideline, but not as an absolute, right? So okay. there's junk food at our house that uh, there is not at his mother's uh, house. Oh. The first thing he says when he walks into her house is, I got to have Doritos. <laughs> Because they're just trying to cause... uh, Nate knows that he's seen Watch your ex-wife's hair stand up (laughs) and call you. But we as adults have gotten along better to just say, you know, we're all going to have our own... And explain it to him. Everybody does things a little differently. Daddy has Doritos at his house. No Doritos at mommy's house. Enjoy them while you can. (laughs) You know what I mean? Do you go through that at all? You never... Have you had that kind of problems? Where she gets to do things with daddy that you don't necessarily get do yourself. I think it's totally, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's totally different between my ex-husband and me because there's such a dysfunction in our relationship. Um, Right. He doesn't have, he's 10 years younger than me. He has sort of no rules. He lives in a Mm. different world Uh of... Cool. So yeah. no, he, she's really mine. You know what I mean? And right. so she goes there and he's like a babysitter. So am I. Yeah. So I, it, it's a totally different set of, it, she goes there and it's like a free for all. And, you know, she just looks at her iPad and she just wants to come home. So it's, it's a little bit of a, a much uh, more stressful. Hopefully, hopefully that'll get better as he grows yeah. up. Yeah, and exactly. That's why she his grandparents and and it's more of like i'm calling on the phone being like where is she what are you doing do you need an activity do you want her to go stay at somebody you know do you want her to have a play date and he's like don't call me when she's at my house because i've got it covered and i'm more worried about what's happening over there so junk food and pizza aren't really my (laughs) (laughs) not a high priority concern Uh, yeah i'm just wondering like you know if she's like you know, in a safe place. Mm. So, um, but more of that is a function of, you know, he's 10 years younger and I think his, you know, he just isn't there yet on, on, um, you know, stability in his own life, you know, and, and knowing what his priorities are in terms of like, you know, I don't know, just how to be a dad yet. Um, Let's, so. let's talk about the shop a little more. Now there's two, you have two websites that are coming together. It's wyattlily.com, right? L I L Y. Y W Y A T T L I L Y and then also Wyatt Dash Lily dot boutique dot my shopify dot com. 
Yeah. All right. We just got to put that up. Yeah. And, Um, and, and did you say it's in Truesdale? Scarsdale. Scarsdale. And so you have to, you have to come from Manhattan Island into the Westchester County every day. Oh, there it is. I'm looking at it right now. Oh my Um, God. It's, um, you know, a, a really beautiful boutique in the middle of um, Scarsdale, which is a really nice place where a lot of New Yorkers, uh, you know, move when they have kids and, um, want to get out of the city. It's uh, up by Nyack, right? Well, um, Mamaroneck. Um, yeah, near near there, and um, so I go there probably four or five times a week, and um, I love it. And the shop is big and beautiful, and um, you know, I really love having the shop. It's a really great thing for me to have. Wyatt loves coming up there, and um, it, it's it's a great. Oh great my store. god! How much is that skull backpack? <laughs> oh my god! I'm on the website right now. Are you, are you gonna? Oh my god! I got to get that. And I, and I also make—we're um, known for making our uh, shirts and a lot of our clothing. So we put really cute sayings on. Yeah, um, I see it. I'm looking at it. it. Looks it looks so cool. So, yeah, so it's fun. I love being there. I love interacting with parents and um, you know grandparents or people that are just coming in and shopping for kids, babies, um, whatever, whoever they're shopping for every day. Oh my god! They, Look at know, that one. Yeah. My granny rocks. My granny rocks. <laughs> a, a, a good one we had in New York City when I had the store in, in the city was my nanny rocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, we see, oh, see plenty of those this. pushing kids around in the city. Yeah, exactly. Fascinating. Well, um, no, it, it gives me so, it, it gave me something to get out and do. I started to um, do it when, uh, Matt and I actually got separated and I was like, you know, I really want to go to work. I don't want to be home. Um, and even though of course I loved having Wyatt and having a, a, a child, I really wanted to be somewhere. I wanted to go, get up and go somewhere every day and have a job and, and, um, have something to talk about every day, you know, and, and, and have a project that I could put my mind to every day. Um, and so I love having it. It's my probably fifth year now of having it. I won best children's store in New York the first year I opened it and I've continually won that award. And, um, I I have been to it. You've been to it? I realize I've been to your store. I just don't know. I didn't know it was you. (laughs) I now know these ice cream pants. I, 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 you know, are you looking at the tween? Oh, you're not looking at your own website. <laughs> no, you're looking at her website, Bob. <laughs> I, yeah, you oh. narcissist. I'll have, I'll have to send you some This is so cool. Look at those. Yeah, dude. those are cool. Those really aren't your style, are they? Yeah, I could, well, I mean, I don't have kids that age anymore, but those are cool. <laughs> ice cream cones, the, the colored rainbow ice cream cones. So this is what I love. You took something and, you know, that was a negative. You got going through this marriage and it's kind of not what you thought it was going to be. And you turn it into something beautiful and productive. And, and that's what we do. That's what Americans did for 150 years. And all of a sudden, last 20 years, people just victims and they don't do anything right, anymore. Right. And you got to just- you guys said to me, get up, show up, do yeah. something. Shoot up, show up. That's it. And I, and I remember you guys always telling me, I, I remember when I started the show with you guys, I remember feeling like I shouldn't have been there because I wasn't a heroin addict. I wasn't like this. I didn't feel like my addiction was the worst, but I do have a very addictive personality. My father died of a cocaine overdose. I was, I have an addictive personality and it was affecting me. My love addiction was hard for me. It was, I was addicted to love and that's a a super depressing addiction for me. And, um, and I should have been an addict. I, I could be a really bad addict if I, 
got hooked on cocaine or hooked on heroin or whatever it was. Yeah. And um, for me, I need to take myself out of bad relationships, take myself out of depression, which I have very bad symptoms of a lot of times. And I need to go find something to do. And when I got divorced or got separated, even from um, Matt, I was having a really hard time. And I thought to myself, I need to do something. I can't just stay home and do nothing and feel miserable about myself because the whole world thinks something about me and I no longer am, you know, you know, I can't just sit at home and be a nobody sort of. I I am mortified that you have to carry around this idea that the world thinks something of you. Yeah, I don't think. I I, I think – I, I'm sorry it's if that's true. That I carry around with me a lot. Yeah, I think. But it, I the think... bottom line is, I, I I really want you guys to know that I take that around with me a lot. That I remember that you guys said you got to get up, you got to show well, up. Well, I'm going to tell you what. You also remember me saying that Rachel doesn't suffer fools gra- gladly because I, Rachel's I, got I tons of tons of intel- tons of intellectual horsepower. Do not let anybody take diminish that. You've been through a ton. I'm, I'm have very poignant memories of, of some of the stuff you struggle with, and mightily. And you don't deserve to feel like anybody's judging you. That that is ins- that's no good, no bueno. So whatever we can do to support you, so you don't feel that way, we we are here. Thank you. Thanks. For sure. All right. Well, we're going to kind of take a break, and we'll wrap up again. It is Wyatt Lily Boutique is the Instagram at Wyatt Lily Boutique at Wyatt Lily NYC Twitter, and uh, go to the which which website did you go to? Wyatt Lily. I just typed that in. WyattLily.com. All right, Rachel. Congratulations. Good to talk to you. Great, Thanks, great. Take care. Love right. to you. Bye bye. Look at that. We'll take a little break. Right back. I want to mention our friends at Bergamot Sport, a supplement that provides all the cardiovascular benefits of the original Bergamot, but with additional additives designed to aid athletes and those with active lifestyles. Bergamot Sport is recommended and used by professional and college athletes throughout the world, helps them improve stamina, reduce recovery time, and muscle inflammation. Bergamot Sport is informed sport certified, so athletes can feel confident that it's all natural and it has been banned substance tested. But even if you're not a pro athlete or just getting a workout once a week or so, Bergamot Sport is still worth a try. It can help you work out harder, recover easier, without worrying about being sore or tired the next day. I've used the products myself. I've recommended them to patients. We use them in our family. And I've done so just as physicians and cardiologists around the world have done. And Bergamot Plus is excellent for what's called non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which has just passed all other forms of liver disease in terms of causing cirrhosis. So it's something that is... So it's something that is a major health issue presently and needs to be paid attention to. For a limited time, our listeners can save 10% on their order by entering code DRDREW at checkout. That is D-R-D-R-E-W, all one word. Try Bergamot Sport for yourself. Visit bergamot.com, that is B-E-R-G-A-M-E-T.com, or just click the Bergamot banner at drdrew.com. We have uh, Vinny Tortorich. There, oh, there he is. is. Vinny Tortorich is here. Can we talk I to him? Hi guys! Hi, Vin- Bob. Hi, What's Vinny. happening, man? If any, you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? We hear you. Yeah. yeah that's good. 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 Nice what's thing. What's in the background? Are you at a like a bike racing thing? What is that back there? That's all of my brands. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I, I've I've become that guy. G Vinny's podcast, Pure Coffee Club should be up there. Yeah, it's all it's all there. Um, including uh, including uh, this new project you want to talk about yes yes and but first off you know i i let me i I was on with you guys just a second ago before your wife uh told me to get off the line (laughs) Uh, rachel Rachel, you could tell now i know i'm not a pop culture guy 
of course I know who the uh, Kardashians are and this and that and the whole thing, but tell me if I'm not correct. She became famous for literally holding a picture up of her husband or boyfriend yes, no, no, during the 11 thing. That Is was, that right? That was her first brush with the public, yes. Then, yeah. then, then she had a whole Tiger Woods incident kind of thing. I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He, she and, was one of that and, line. And that's what people. that's what people tend to judge her for. And the fact that people still think about that to me is mortifying. They should just let that one go as far as I'm concerned. Well, you know, look, you, you don't know this about me, Drew. Maybe you do. Maybe we've talked about it. But I was on the Oprah Winfrey show 25 years ago. I think we talked about that. Yep. It's the one thing that anyone remembers about me in my entire life. It's It was a, a blip in time. Yeah, when I go to my hometown in the Deep South, in, in Donaldsonville, Louisiana, it's the first thing that comes up, and that's 26 years old. That's crazy. It's so crazy people remember these things to get labeled with. You know, they yeah. just they stick. Well, I just went to a friend of mine's funeral uh, on Sunday, last Sunday, and he was one of the most larger than life, had effect on everyone he met, everyone he knew for 10 years, just this profound powerful influence in Los Angeles and on music, right? And all they yeah. really talk, what's talked about is one song that he produced, hmm. right? Because, because we're a very, we're attention deficit society that only needs one fact about the person. You know what I mean? So you were on Oprah, Vinny. Good job. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the of my existence. I, I got a feeling that when Captain Kirk finally passes on, which I'm doubting he will ever die. <laughs> yeah. Um, at this point, but you know, the guy has had a prolific career. He is the only Captain Kirk in the world. Yes. Uh, but they're going to go at his funeral. People are going to go, Hmm, did, did he, did he kill his wife? Did they not? What happened with that? That will be the one thing. <laughs> great acting career, right? Yeah. Great, great, great album. He made a great album also. All right, Bob, are you ready for this? Yeah. Uh, now, yeah, I usually don't talk about celebrities. I'm, I'm the one celebrity trainer that does not talk about celebrities, but this once I will. I got a call one time at about 11 o'clock at night uh, from from uh, Bill, and he goes, uh, you must come to... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing an album right now. He goes, do you know who... Um, what's his name? Um, God, uh... uh the, I, I, want to say, I always want to say uh, the Dave Clark Five, but uh, it, <laughs> Dave, Dave Clark is a famous musician. Dave Matthews? No, something Five. Who had oh, a thing? Oh, oh uh, Maroon, uh, Maroon Five. Maroon Five. Oh, or no, a Ben Folds Five. Ben Folds ben Five. Fold, thank you, Drew. He goes. He says to me. He goes. Have you ever heard of a guy named Ben? Honey, mm -hmm. what's what's what <laughs> Ben? Folds. Have you heard of Ben? You, you've, Folds? Got, you've got to do it the way they do it on uh, the Family Guy. Have you ever heard about Ben, ben Folds? Folds five. And, and he's like that in real life. And I went, yeah, Ben Folds five. He goes, yes, yes. He's producing an album. So I said to my girl, <laughs> training all of his horses at the time. I said, I think we have to go to Nashville. And she said, why? I said, that's where Ben Folds is. Ben Folds is doing. I think he's doing an album with, with Shad. We have to go see what's doing. How about that? A nickname is Shat, which is the past tense of what? Yeah. <laughs> to shit. I think the album took a shat. Um, 
But I, I was sitting there. We were in the same studio that Elvis did uh, Hound Dog in. And Ben Foles is behind the, the board. And Shad is talking into a mic as he talks. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was there. So, Vinny, Vinny, talk to us about the fat. The fat. We're doing a documentary called Fat Documentary. Um, and look, everyone has been getting on me for years. Bob, does, docu- Bob doesn't know about the crazy diet I'm on. I haven't even brought it up today. So it's, it's all Vinny's fault. So Yeah. No, well, it wasn't my fault. No you bread. That's all I remember. Here, you know, Vinny, how you, the one thing somebody did in their obituary? The one yeah. thing I have in my brain from you is no bread. No starch. No, no bread. No yeah. I'm going to go down in history. I grew up on a sugarcane farm. <laughs> And I tell people not to eat sugar cane. So, go figure. Um, my family hates me. Yeah, no sugar, no grains. And, and by the way, the documentary is not about that. You know, I decided when when all of these documentaries were coming out years ago, um, Engine to Diet and uh, Forks Over Knives and, you know, uh, uh, Cowspiracy and all these these documentaries where they're one-sided, I looked at it and said, why doesn't anyone tell the whole story? And even if you see that sugar film where they do the other side of the story, they're not telling the full story. Right. And every time I would go out to get money, the beef council would show up, the egg council would show up, the dairy council would show up. And I said, guys, I can't take money from you. It was so tempting. I said, I can't take money from you guys because it's going to be like that stupid pasta study that Barilla keeps doing where they say pasta will make you skinny, brought to you by Barilla. Right. <laughs> I, I, I can't. A pasta maker. Yeah. Right? So I, I said I can't do any of this. So I came up with this idea. I'm with filmmaker Peter Pardini. He's coming off of a big hit documentary uh, about the life and times of the band Chicago called Now More Than Ever. It's won awards. Peter has lost a lot of weight by following me. We met at the Adam Carolla show. He told me he was a big fan. I finally had a fan, so I called him to say <laughs> And we started talking documentary, and here we are. We're crowdfunding this thing through Indiegogo. You can go to fatdocumentary.com and just punch it in. Uh, we have not actually opened it yet, Bob, but we've soft opened it. So if you go there right now, you will see where since yesterday we've collected 10% of our, our ask of little over $15,000, we are right now number one on Indiegogo under movies. We're, we're clocking in at the number one documentary to go fund. Um, and our actual start date, our hard start date, is not for another 12 hours or That's eight good. hours. Yeah. And he, went, he was going to talk to physicians and scientists on both sides of the, the story and see if we can get a, some sort of, I wouldn't call it a consensus, but some sort of clarity about what's going on here. Yes? You're absolutely right. As a matter of fact, we asked Dr. Drew to be in the movie. Unlike Adam Carolla, I am willing to put Drew in a movie. Um, (laughs) Hallelujah. Yeah, finally, Drew. Thank you, Vinny. Thank you. And also you were Um, on Swole Patrol. You needed needed a Cigar Store Indian. Yes, Vinny was on Swole Patrol. You check out that podcast. It's called Swole Patrol. And uh, me and Mike Catherwood, and we got we got in deep. And then after you left, we did another one, Vinny, where Mike and I just geeked out about really sort of ideas about for beginning weightlifters and dieters, things things they could do. Nate liked oh, it. Oh, I wish I would have hung around just to listen to that. Yeah, we geeked out pretty good. 
But uh, we appreciate your all Just your... download it and subscribe already. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the producer talking. Uh, and Vinny, your podcast, tell us about that. Uh, it's it's called Fitness Confidential, the same as the book by the same name. Uh, I've been doing it now, coming up on six years. We've done almost 1,100 shows. We do five a week. Wow. Uh, it's one of the top shows on wherever, iTunes or whatever, as far as health and fitness goes. Uh, love doing the show. I've had some of the top doctors from around the world. Drew has been on the show. I've had Tim Noakes on the show. I've had Gary Fetke. I've had Lustig. Uh, you name it. D'Agostino, a Perlmutter, uh, Grain Brain guy, uh, well, that's Perlmutter, uh, uh, Wheat Belly guy, William Davis. They all come on the Friday show. It's a who's who's list of doctors. Uh, Rangan Chatterjee from the BBC comes on the show. Now, now most of those are the no-start guys. How about the pro-fat people? Um, literally, well, that's Vinny. Uh, Kate, Vinny's, Kate Shanahan. Vinny's, Vinny's pro-fat. Kate, Kate Shanahan. I, I feel like I broke Kat, Kate Shanahan on the internet. Kate has been coming on the show since show number 30. Yeah. Gary Taubes of all those famous books, uh, Good Calorie, Bad Calorie, Why We but, Get but tell, Fat. But tell the, the viewers of this show and the listeners the, the sort of consensus that you're getting on, on fat. I've been uh, yelling, eat more fat uh, for 20 some odd years. Uh, I was largely considered a kook for most of those years. Um, as a matter of fact, I did not want to go on the Internet and do this because why should I? I was making a very good living in Hollywood working with uh, celebrities and whatnot. And at some point, uh, my friend, uh, producer uh, uh, Dean Laurie, said, you need to write a book. I said, I didn't want to. He forced me to do it. Uh, and it was right towards the beginning of people even considering losing weight by eating fat. Uh, 20 years ago, that was my big secret in Hollywood to get people to lose weight because Hollywood does not care how the sausage is packed, pun intended. All they care about is how do I get thin? How do I go from size four to size zero so that I can walk a red carpet? How do I get abs because I have to do a movie? Uh, and that's where I, I made my quote unquote bread and butter. Uh, and never without the, to, without the bread, just the butter. Without the bread. <laughs> <laughs> He's here all week, folks. <laughs> um, I, I never wanted to, this fight. But, boy, am I glad I took it on because uh, we've seen thousands of people lose, I want to say hundreds of thousands of pounds at this point, uh, people who were on five and six drugs, and their doctors said they would be on these drugs for life. We put these before and afters. I finally just started an Instagram about a month, maybe six weeks ago, where I'm, I'm celebrating these people. I'm putting their before and afters up there. Uh, and I'm so glad I did this because we get letters. We get about 1,000 a week where people are sending in photos saying, this is what No Sugars, No Grains has done for me. And I couldn't be happier that, that I started down this road. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I, I'm anxious to see what you learn and who you talk to. Again, give people a little primer on what, what you've learned from talking to doctors about fat. Um, early on, a lot of these doctors were kind of neither here nor there. Nobody, like you, Drew, you know, think, well, there's cholesterol, and I would go, go read some of the studies. There's, no, there's nothing saying that cholesterol will kill you. Small, dense particles will kill you if you have small, dense LDL particles, but that's a certain human being. Uh, a certain amount of people will die from heart disease. We, we can never stop that, but heart disease is on the rise, 
And the one thing America and most doctors will agree on, most Americans have followed the guidelines very well. We're eating more sugars and more grains because that's what the pyramid told us to do. Right. We're getting more unhealthy by the day. And these doctors are finally looking around going, wait a minute, we have a real problem on our hands. And that's where the William Davises of the world and the, you know, the uh, Perlmutters come in, where they're doing these studies and finding out, wait, it's all exactly opposite of what we were always told. Well, we'll see. I, I have a feeling inactivity has something to do with it also. It has a great deal to do with it. And I'm glad you brought that up, Bob. Um, you know, kids today, we're, we're doing kids a disservice. We have them in classroom, classrooms so much. And we have them studying so much. Uh, I, I had this guy, Dr. John Rady from Harvard, come on the show a long time ago. And he said the reason that kids are having trouble in school is because we're not letting them run around at recess. We've cut out PE. We've cut out recess. Kids don't go out and run around in the afternoon anymore. We literally have a vitamin D deficiency in this country. And right. it's not just because we're slathering our kids with, with all the sunscreen, but we're not letting them outside to run around and play. And listen, parents, 20 minutes on a soccer field and then handing your kid a muffin or a cupcake is not exercise. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, Vinny, we got to wrap it up a little bit here. We appreciate you joining us. Again, tell them the, the crowdfunder. Indiegogo. Fo- right? Say again, Bob? Indiegogo. It's on Indiegogo, or you can go to fatdocumentary.com fatdocumentary.com just go there whatever you could give we appreciate it um and the you know be an early contributor and we thank you up front all right can't there wait to see what, i can't see what you get and i want to be a part of it so we're going to say goodbye to vinny vinny i'll see you soon all right yeah I, I drew, it was good seeing both of you guys great right, to buddy. see you thank you we're gonna read a couple emails you and i all before right, we wrap go up ahead. completely my uh, 27 year old daughter has been taking drug addic- oh, battling drug addiction for the past three years she's been in and out of many rehabs and halfway houses I even sent her to Hawaii. She keeps relapsing. She was clean for six months. Then two nights ago, she overdoses. Thank God her boyfriend's mom is a nurse and saved her. Oh. So one of the, one of the dirty, not dirty little secrets, one of the facts about drug and alcohol drink, uh, uh, treatment. Recurring remitting. Yes. And something that we, Dr. DuPont brought up too when we, when we spoke with him, which is that people put too much emphasis on the treatment parts as though treatment's fixing people. Treatment is really establishing. And that the treatment is a failure if the person slips up. Right. The treatment is just getting them going, getting them going in a certain direction so they can keep going in the recovery process. And she's clearly still struggling, not super motivated. And, you know, there there are other things to be done, I suspect. And one of the things would be, what would you do with this case? We'd motivation. Her, I go right to motivation. What's your purpose on this planet? And we'd put her somewhere for a long time, structure-wise, like a halfway house kind of thing. Yeah, but with with simultaneous goals, I call them now. Like so sobriety and, and school, work, career, career planning. Right, rebuilding to, her life. Yeah, simultaneous goals. Full recovery. Right. And, and then also support the Well, these kids don't have any. They never had a goal. Yeah. I'm meeting thousands of young people, Drew. They never had a goal. It's crazy. How did we create this? It's crazy. It is weird, isn't it? Uh, maybe it's because too much is available by the phone or something. Too, too gratifying. I think everybody really thought you go from school to millionaireism, that there's nothing in between. <laughs> Here's another one. I have a daughter. I think is a sociopath. I know it sounds melodramatic. She's adopted. Her mom died of meth. 
No, did Beth most of the preg- most of the pregnancy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's eleven. I love her dearly, but every time I see an episode of Dateline about parents murdered by their adopted child, I think that's my future. Oh my oh. god! Oh my god! I love that one. Well, <laughs> well, you're, she's really talking about psychopathy, which is a genetic disorder, and there are like you could look up Doctor uh, Jimmy James Fallon down at UC Irvine who's done a bunch of research on this, and he actually does functional MRI scans, and you can probably maybe can get one of those scans to see if there's any evidence of this. But I do suspect that a, a good psychologist could sort of sort this out. doesn't sound like she's seen a psychologist yet. And even a psychopath, and again, whether the meth during pregnancy injured her brain or something or created Here's what this, I like to say. There's a lot of psychopaths out there. Not all of them are Ted Bundy. Correct. Not right. all of them are killers. That even though they have a deficiency in their capacity for empathy and may have rages and outbursts, as I think you're talking about here, they usually can be kept emotionally healthy enough that they Some can compensate for that. Some of them are leaders in industry. <laughs> That's right. They can, they can compensate for that. And so I, I would urge you to get a psychologist early and a lot and uh, – Get you know get her tested. They can actually do formal testing, psychological testing on her, and uh, you know don't project it, catastrophe. Yeah. don't project there, there, catastrophe. There can be comp- things can go fine with this. All right, are we uh, wrapping up here, Miss Producer? Yeah, is that what we're doing? We do- are we okay. done? We're done with right. this episode. Uh, let Good me, to talk um, to Rachel. Good to always talk to Vinny. Yeah, I always feel better when I talk to Vinny. Like I'm going to get healthy now since I talk to Vinny, <laughs> but then I'm going to do nothing. No, I've been cha- I've been doing it. I've been I've been moving along. Help, it's, it, that just knowing him makes you healthier. Go to Dr.com, check, click through the Hydrolite banner. You get thirty percent off your purchase there. Uh, also, Bergamot. Don't forget that uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. We were something we were talking about is obesity. That's uh, a leading cause of liver disease in the country. This dog seems to have some effect on that. Also, the KBC seven ninety midday live live talk radio show Monday to Friday. Me and Lawrence Vaughn, noon to three, seven ninety a.m. in Los Angeles, KGO eight ten in San Francisco. The Dr. Drew Podcast, the Adam and Drew Podcast, Swole Patrol, we talked about. Vinny, you can hear him there, Weekly Infusion. And uh, the Rodman interview is up on a podcast. All right, then f- for now, we will see you in seven seconds or next tomorrow. <laughs> Remember, you can find all these podcasts at drdrew.com. The Dr. Drew Podcast, the This Life Podcast, and the Adam and Drew Podcast, which is available five days a week. Find them all on iTunes and rate us five stars. Subscribe and get it first. And if you're really happy, click on the Amazon banner at drdrew.com to help support the show. We'll thank you for it. If you join the email list via drdrew.com slash contact, we'll send you a weekly infusion newsletter with Dr. Drew's News. We're so grateful when you get in touch. We read all your emails and we'll bring you the subject matter you want to hear about. You live. 